something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And you can tell I'm getting older, Matt. I have to think about <laughs> where, 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 where am I from? I? It's only been 40-some years, John. Don't, <laughs> I don't feel bad. You think by now I'd have it memorized. And right next to me, I have... Someone with a, a much shorter title on my business card. I am just the pastor <laughs> at one place. Uh, pastor Matt Youngblood-Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in... Hi. Picturesque South St. Louis. How are things going in Ascension? We haven't talked about that way. Things going well? Back starting September 1st now, it's Labor Day weekend? Yeah, thing, things are um, going well. No, really, you know, and, and we're, we're very blessed. So uh, it seems like a good fit and uh, loving congregation and a neat partnership with Word of Life Lutheran School, where our daughter goes to fifth grade now, oh, just starting cool. her fifth grade yeah, year. Yeah, because we talked about Noah yeah, starting yeah. Lutheran High, yeah. but she's in, uh, what's the name of the school again? Word of Life. Word of Life. Yeah, so okay. it's association with three churches, uh, Ascension, uh, Timothy Lutheran, and St. Lucas Lutheran uh, on Morgan Ford. Uh, roads. So, uh, yeah, the the, we, the preschool campuses are on the north campus in uh, is at Timothy, south campus is St. Lucas, and then we have K-8 through uh, at Ascension, where I'm at. And, and real quick, what are your service times? You know, we never do this. We should take a moment here as we begin this fall. Oh, you bet. When, when, yeah, when if you want to see us live in person, yeah. <laughs> uh, our service <laughs> times are Saturdays at 5 o'clock and then Sundays at 8.15 and 11 o'clock. And then we also stream online, too. So if you want to just really? check out the service. I can actually and, go on the Internet? Yeah, you better. Is, if you, is, if it, you, is, if, it, is it also uh, archived that I can listen to it later yes. or only just when it's live? Yeah, no, later, too. So ascensionstl.com, just go to resources. And if, especially if you're outside the St. Louis area, I'd love for you to check it out. And uh, yeah, I might do that. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the other thing just to mention is we're uniquely positioned in an urban area in the city and uh, the opportunity to do some outreach among uh, refugees and Nepalese refugees in particular. Uh, many folks coming out of Hinduism into the light of Christ and being able to baptize some and confirm others. And we give thanks to God for that too. And, uh, you know, just exciting things, especially in St. Louis City and other urban areas, just great opportunities for ministry. So just great, great things going on there in, in, yeah. in St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got services on Saturday night at six at, at uh, New Athens at St. Paul's and then also 1030 at New Athens. And then if you're looking for a Sunday morning service, we've got that at nine o'clock out in Darmstadt. Uh, not many immigrants out there in Darmstadt or New Athens. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, that's the problem. We're getting less and less people, yeah. period. Everyone's moving towards the urban areas. But we're we're holding our own. And, uh, and we also are online. Uh, uh, St. Paul, uh, Trinity, LCMS, or just search for New Athens Lutheran Church, and we'll come up there, and and we do have our uh, sermons and stuff archived on there as well. So if there is another dual parish at St. Paul and Trinity, they are out of luck. You've got the website already. Uh, well, you know what? It's funny when we searched for that. That's why we had that LCMS. There was already one. There was a St. Paul right? Trinity already about out that? there somewhere in the internet. But opportunities in rural ministry too, and where you're at, and uh, you know the Church of God in every place, which is exciting. And, I think that's and awesome. And we do have a Dollar General and a Casey's. So now you're just bragging. <laughs> That's right. You don't have a Dollar General, do you? No, because they don't go into the cities like that. They come out to the rural areas. By the way, uh, real quick, we're going to get started here, but I just need to make this announcement because people keep asking me, when when will be Wrestling with the Basics the musical? 
And we are working on it. We are working on it. It turned out to be a lot more than what we expected because you have to do choreography and you have to have musical scores. And then, of course, we have to have the giant animal costumes. I'm really beginning to rethink the, 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 the idea of having it set in the jungle of Africa. That may have been a mistake. Well, I think, the, you know, we don't want to outdo Lion King. You know the the live production well, of Lion King. Well, I mean King. that's what because we could get the cheap costumes. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> you know the, the used Lion the King used costumes. Lion King costumes. That was our thought, but it turns out it's actually a lot more complicated than that. Uh, because then you have to have actually trees and stuff like that and palm branches gotcha. and things. But but we are working on it, so don't lose hope. Uh, in fact, we're working on maybe a few numbers we'll do here on live for you from the future Wrestling with the Basics, the musical. The musical. <laughs> Wrestling with the Basics, the musical. The musical. All right, we are doing Cain and Abel right now. Uh, and and uh, uh, where, I don't know, do you want to catch him up or do you want me to catch him up? We, we got most of the, a good portion of the story done Yes. Last week. Genesis yeah, yeah, last week John was throwing out fancy Hebrew words <laughs> from Luther. From Luther, so I've gotten out my Hebrew uh, flashcards oh, from the okay. seminary, and yeah. I've been going through. <laughs> no, it was a. I think some neat insights from Luther and from from Jolly John. No, no, last seriously, week too. trust me. If there was anything that you enjoyed from that episode or this episode, it probably came from, came from Luther, Luther. <laughs> not from me. <laughs> but I, what I love, you know, we, we say this all the time on Wrestling the Basics, is just those those insights into the Word of God. And here's a, a, a prime example it's a Sunday yeah. school story that we know we think we know by heart at least backwards and forwards and new insights still and and one of the new insights that i gained from last week was that emphasis that the uad and luther has on um the sort of the birth order here uh when cain uh always thought of as the bad guy uh he's the one that's conceived first here uh and and eve Praising the Lord, I've gotten a man with the help of the Lord, it says there in chapter 4, verse 1. And then Abel comes along, and oh yeah, Abel's born. You know, <laughs> And it seems as almost maybe a little favoritism sowed toward Cain, uh, and maybe a problematic favoritism too. Um, and and, and you know, the thing I want to mention, are you firstborn? Where do you fall in your family? Well, we line? are, I think you and I are both... Uh, Really, problem kids because we're we're Gropa's only child. You were an only right? child. I yeah. did not. In all these well, years, I, yeah, I guess I'd yeah. forgotten that. Well, I have a younger brother, but he he died not long okay. after birth. But right. so for growed up as as an only child, so we're we're really we are we're really messed up. There's no doubt about it. We're not arguing that. Very special. <laughs> That's we, what mom and dad always told us. We, right? We are the primogenitors. <laughs> we are. And and for all the firstborn out there, I think what you need to do is you wake up in the morning and say. What a wonderful blessing you've given me, God, because it is an honor. It is a special thing to be the firstborn. You kind of have responsibility then if you have brothers and sisters on the other If you don't, then you just—but you do. Wait, let me—you're laughing, but wait. You will be the one responsible for your mom and your dad. Yeah. That's the bad thing. I, I look at Lynn and her father's having some uh, medical issues, but she's got her brother Mark, and she's got sisters and other brothers to help. Whereas when my mom and dad got sick, yeah, it falls completely on us. That is our responsibility. Uh, but my point is, is is you ought to be thankful to be primogenitor. That is a blessing that God gives you. For example, you get the entirety of the inheritance. I, I did, you know. Plus, you have extra responsibilities to whom much is given, much is requested. But the problem is, don't think that somehow that makes you special or better. It's just a blessing of God, and it is entirely by His grace and mercy that you got to be the primogenitor. 
No way. It's not like God said, oh, Matt's better. Therefore, I'm going to make him the firstborn. And the, uh, No, that's not how it works at all. And that was the problem with Cain, wasn't it? So we shouldn't get that print on T-shirts. I'm no. the primogenitor. <laughs> Probably not. Probably this is not. grace. Just it's grace. Just grace. It's a good thing. Because here's the problem. Once you begin to think that it's uh, 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 what it's all about, then, then you're going to have your troubles. So, as I said, we got a parallel story in the New Testament, uh, and the author of the lectionaries actually do that, because the gospel is the story of the tax collector and the Pharisee. Matt, I don't want to put you on the spot, because actually, I don't remember where that text is from. <laughs> yeah, anything good here is coming from Luther, because we didn't do any <laughs> show prep. Uh, uh, um, but you don't need to, you know the story that that, that tax collector comes into the sure. temple and what does he do? Well, yeah. So the the, the so okay. So you have the tax collector, and the Pharisee. Well, and then I mean the, the Pharisee, Pharisee comes first, in. That's right? What I'm yeah. Asking so for, yeah. so yeah, the, the Pharisee who is held in high esteem, of course, by the people. He's one of the Jewish religious leaders and and looked up on upon. Um, he comes in and he. Uh, kind of makes a big show of everything and, and prays before God and says, Oh, I thank you, Lord, that I've not made me like other people, sinners like this tax collector. Um, I, I tithe, I do all these wonderful things for you. And it's it's very much <laughs> not not focused on God, it's focused on himself. Oh, yeah. And yeah. really a, a, a prayer of pride, um, a prayer that's made not just in humbleness to the Lord, but really Really made out of boastfulness for other yeah, people to hear. Yeah, look at the things I've done, man. Yeah, I've look tithed at, and, yeah. yeah, done all those things. Yeah. yeah. And then you have, on the other hand, you have this tax collector, this guy that that's looked down upon as someone who might even steal or be dishonest or maybe maybe shows favoritism or in cahoots with the Romans rather than his own people, the Jews. And he, in stark contrast, uh, goes to the corner, doesn't even look up to heaven, beats his chest and, and says, have mercy on me, a sinner. And the operative thing is Jesus tells that story and then he says... That's the one, the sinner, the tax collector. He's yes. the one that went home righteous and not yes. the other. And, of course, the concluding comment, everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And we're seeing that worked out in this very story because they both brought their gifts, but God had no regard for the gift of proud Cain, but he did welcome and accept the gift of that from, from Abel. Um and the bad thing about that story, the other parallel in that story, is it's not just bad enough that the Pharisee gets up and he's talking about how good he is and how he's not like other men, but he specifically points out and says, not like that tax collector. Because tax that's the bad thing, people. When we are motivated by pride, when we really begin to think that God owes us something because of the good things we've done or because we listen to wrestling with basics faithfully or whatever other thing we're putting our, our confidence in, it is going to make you critical and mean, and, and you will lack the kind of compassion and mercy you should have for your brother. That's just how it works. I'm wondering how many murders are committed today because of people's pride, because they think they're right uh, and the other person is wrong. So this is a very, very dangerous business. What I think is amazing, though, I, I want to talk about God a little bit. So, so we have this problem here. Cain is angry, and we know where it's going to end up. We all know the story. Like I said, he's going to end yep. up killing his brother. Now, if I was God at this point, I would just strike him down with a bolt of lightning, right? Isn't that what you want to do to that Pharisee that's standing yeah. up in the temple? Just strike him down with a bolt of lightning. Let's settle the score right here now. But what does God do? What does God do for Cain instead? Do you know? Well, in the end, he— Well, no, don't go to oh, the end. Okay. Just, just actually, let's read the story. Sure, let's read the sure. story here. Okay. Okay, where were we at? Uh, pick it up in verse 3, I think. Verse 3. Uh, in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock 
and their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. All right, hold it just for there, because I just want to, if you weren't listening last week, uh, as Matt pointed out, the author of Hebrews tells us explicitly why one was regarded and, and the other not. It was because of faith. What, what what Abel came as he came just as a gift to God, a gift of thanksgiving. Lord, I know I don't deserve anything from you. Thank you for the blessings. I just want to give you back to show you my, my appreciation. Cain, on the other hand, brought his gift either thinking that somehow this was going to earn him something in the eyes of God or maybe even thinking this shows how good I am. Look how good I am that I bring you an offering, God. So that was the issue was faith. Now, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish up the yep. verse. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why is your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is for you. But you must rule over it. So so what does God do for Cain? Well, it gives him the chance to to repent, really, Uh, to turn away from that pride or whatever this wrong motivation was apart from faith, and is this offer one that's acceptable to the Lord, an offering offered in faith. And and, and I'm just saying that's funny because God knows what's going to happen. He knows how this all works out, and yet he still treats Cain as well with grace. Yes. Um, in fact, Luther has a really neat interpretation here of the verse, uh, if you do well, uh, yeah, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door, the desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Uh, Luther interprets this, if you do well, uh, just what you said, uh, that if you repent, if you recognize that, yeah, you've got this resentment inside of you for your brother, in fact, you've got this pride and egotism, then you will be accepted. Actually, in the Hebrew, you wanted some more Hebrew. Here's the Hebrew. It literally is to be lifted up. And and elsewhere in the Psalms, uh, that is translated to be forgiven. In fact, that's how Luther translated it. It is to be forgiven. Because in the Psalm, it talks about the uh, your, your transgressions will be forgiven. And it's the same Hebrew word. And, and Luther says, what a neat picture. You cool. come in burdened with sin, and God just wants to take that burden. He wants to lift it off of you. And then everything's fine. Everything's good. On the other hand, though, if you don't come in repenting, then what's going to happen with your sin? Yeah. It's crouching at the door. Its desire is for you. So then you got problems. That's what it's going to Here it is. I'm sorry. Psalm 32.1, for those of you that like to look them up in the Bible. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven. And it's the exact same Hebrew yeah. word here, to be to be lifted Neat. up, to be taken away. So if you do well, in other words, you will be lifted up. Yeah. You'll be yeah. forgiven. Yeah. Wow. But if you don't... And then the sins are going to be there. He's worn. It yeah. is pretty clear. And it's ready. It's crouching. It's just ready to pounce on you and make you do things that you never would have dreamt of doing. You yeah. probably wouldn't have thought of it, but that's what happens if you don't get the sin dealt with. And, of course, now we have the really sad story, if you want to keep reading there, verse yeah. 8, unless you got some other well, comments just about this. Well, that sin crouching at the door. I think we, we just saw Satan in that, that form of a snake, a serpent, oh, yes. not too— Oh, cool. You know, just yeah. a chapter before. And then, of course, I can't help but think of First Peter where it talks about— the devil prowling around, crouching. Like a roaring Licking to devour lion. us, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So that got, got me on it. This is another cute thing that Luther said. He said, it's interesting he's crouching at the door. Uh, and, and, and Luther pictures it like maybe a sleeping lion. You know, yeah, yeah, he's just yeah. kind of sleeping there. But of course, the problem is if he's at the door, people are constantly doing what at a door? 
They're coming in yeah, and out, and sooner or later you're going to wake the lion up. Yeah, I just thought that yeah. was kind of an interesting way of Flip looking at it. Yeah, he's at the door. That's not a good place for him to be because sooner or later somebody's going to wake him up, and then there's going to be trouble. Yeah, which of course is what happens in this next verse. Okay, here we go. Verse eight. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. All right, so there you go. There you go. Now here, I tell you what. Maybe it's because I'm 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 the old guy and you're the young guy. Maybe you haven't gotten cynical yet. Have you gotten cynical yet? How many years not, you been in the Not ministry? as cynical as you, John. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, all right, so I got this business about I'm supposed to be humble and the proud. But in this case, the humble guy got killed and the proud guy's still living. Yeah, <laughs> so what's thinking, the deal here? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I don't want to be the humble guy. He's the guy that gets wiped out, he gets murdered. Uh, but here's Luther's really cool insight. That means that Abel's the first guy to go to heaven. Wouldn't that be an honor? Isn't that something? To be the very first guy that gets to go to heaven. That's a yeah. totally different way of looking at it, isn't it? Isn't it? Because, yeah. you know, you read like an Aesop fa- Aesop's fables oh, yeah. or something, yeah. and yeah. this isn't how it works. No, it's it's always <laughs> the guy that's prideful like, that, that gets, you know, killed or whatever. No, but in this case, it's it's the righteous one, right? Yep, yeah, Abel. And that's okay, because he yeah. is the righteous one, yeah. so he goes home righteous. He literally does go back to the mansions God has prepared for him. I hope and pray, as we said last week, that people are out there having babies because of faith, not out of lust, but because, man, we want to bring children to God, because we know God loves people, and he wants to love our sons and daughters. And I hope the people that are dying out there have that same hope. This doesn't mean God hates you. He's not angry with you. No, no, man. He's been waiting for you for a long time, and he's taking you home. Yeah. What a great thing to be there in heaven. What a great thing to be the first guy. And they Abel, the name that is known throughout the Bible, the New Testament, constantly referring to him. Uh, uh, but here's the crucial thing. you got to realize, why is it that Abel went to heaven, Matt? And you got to tell us. you got to tell us the truth here. Was it because he offered a better gift? Is that what it was because of the first fruits and the fat portions? Is that why God took him into heaven? No. Why did he take him into heaven? Offered, like we go back to Hebrews, yeah. by faith. In yeah. faith. So he knew what Adam and Eve knew, what caused them to have a Canaan and Abel, that God made a promise there would be a Savior. And he didn't know the details about this guy. He didn't know about the, the babe in the manger like you talked about last week. But but he did know that that's what God was going to do. And in that faith, then he was welcomed there into heaven. Can you imagine that being the first one in heaven? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> What's that like? There's some angels. There's well, there's, and you're there's the, God. You're <laughs> there's, talking there's about you. The, there's you're talking Abel. about being the blessings of the only child, but for a while, that's what you would be in heaven. Just yeah, you, God, the so. Father, and Jesus just hanging out, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, and of course, you're not angry when other people start showing up. It's good to have other people there, To too. be reunited and welcomed oh, and, uh, and certainly probably doing the same thing we'll be doing, worshiping, praising the one who made heaven possible. Our Savior. Yeah, because that's that's what we that's why we brought our offering was in thanks, and then we'll get to heaven. We'll continue yep. to offer him those thanks. Uh, but here's again the striking thing about God, because at this point, at this point, come on, God, just strike the guy down with a bolt of lightning. Let's get it over with. But listen to see what God does here. All right, uh, verse nine. Then the Lord said to Cain, "Where is your brother Abel?" He said, "I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper?" And the Lord said, "What have you done?" The voice of your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. 
Cain said to the Lord, my punishment... Oh, no, I'm sorry, oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry okay. Matt. I, I, that's my fault. Uh, so again, God comes, as you said earlier, trying to get him to repent. But talk about, talk about hard-heartedness. Am I my brother's keeper? You know, he condemns himself in his own words, doesn't he? At least he should say, oh, I don't know, where is Abel? Yeah. I'm concerned. No, no. He shows in his own words that there's nothing but hatred and anger here. I'm going to cough. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> And yet God still does not... Oh, no, now, I go, now read his response. I'm sorry. Go ahead, read his response now. God's punishing him. Here's the curse. Yeah, go okay. ahead. Uh, Cain said, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground and away from your face. I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. All right. So is there still any repentance here, Matt? I don't hear any. No, he's really sad about the fact he's getting punished. Pretty selfish. Yeah, not so yeah, not so much that he's sorry, he's just sorry he got caught. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sorry I killed my brother, but yeah, man, that I gotta do this now. But here, if anybody if this now, strike him down with a bolt of lightning. Come on, God, what are you looking for? But what does God do? Verse 15, then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest anyone who found him should attack him. Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. All right. And so what a remarkable thing. So even in the case of a murderer who is stubbornly unrepentant, and yet God still spares him. And here's where Luther had just this really keen insight. Why? Why does God spare Cain? And Luther's thought was, well, Cain's going to be fruitful and multiply. He's going to have kids. Now, he won't do it the reason God wanted him to do, but he will do that. And God's hoping that maybe some of the children of Cain will repent and will come to faith and will believe in the promise of Redeemer and ironically will actually join Abel in heaven. Isn't that remarkable that maybe some of his children will be saved? Maybe even Cain, before he dies, will, will realize what he's done, the wrong, and he'll hear again the promise of the one that God was going to send to be Savior, and he too will join Abel in heaven. So I thought, what a, what a neat concept. That is neat. Yeah, that God, well, it's what the Bible says, right? God does not desire the death of the wicked, but that they would repent and live. And I think this is proof of it. It's why there's a lot of wicked people out there right now. I know you're thinking, why does God allow the wicked to prosper? But that that's the point. He can take a righteous Abel home. He can do that. There's no problem with that. These other people, no, no, it, it's going to take a change of heart, a repentance, uh, a faith. Um, the other thing I thought was neat, too, is think of uh, uh, Adam and Eve. How are they feeling at this point, do you think, Matt? Oh, grieved, I would imagine. <laughs> Their son has died. Ah, and our son is dead, and our other son is the murderer. He's the one who did it. Yeah. But see, Luther points out, they still have faith. They still have hope. Because what do they do then? They have another boy. Yeah. Right? Seth. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't give up. You don't despair. You just go ahead and keep your belief in the commandments of God, the promise of God. You have another child. Thank heaven they did, because Matt and I wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have any wrestling with the basics without a Seth. Maybe people are saying, oh, maybe that was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's what you put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so I guess that's just what we want to conclude. We hope that everybody here, whatever struggles and trials you have, maybe you've actually experienced death, murder. It happens to Christians that their loved ones can be violently killed. It does happen. Happens to Adam and Eve. But just remember, God's made the promise. This is not the end of all things. So wake up tomorrow and do everything in hope and and in faith and 
trusting that not only did God say he was going to send a Savior, but he actually did send a Savior. That's the great thing. Mm -hmm. We know that. That's all done and fulfilled. We're not looking for it. We're just looking for his return. Matt, any final comments to wrap this up? I appreciate your bearing with me in this No, thank you for for all the the insights from Luther, especially, and uh, just the grace of God in in Cain's life, but then also in, in our lives, too. All right. Well, what are we going to talk about next week, Matt? I think you've got something lined up for us. Yeah, I've got something lined up. We'll see. We'll talk. (laughs) We'll We'll talk. talk. It'll be a surprise. It's a surprise for everybody. Uh, Matt, me, you, and uh, we welcome you for being faithful listeners to Wrestling Wrestling with with the Basics. Basics.